Uh, but you know what time it is. We're going to go right back to Ryan Bukovsky because it's time for Up for Grabs. Up for Grabs, Ryan, what you got? Mm, I'm debating which one to start with, but I guess mm-hmm. we'll start basketball just because they're playoffs right now. Uh, let's talk about the, uh, I guess, the main series right now, the Lakers and the Rockets. That's got the most pub, most press. And it seems like the Rockets got a Westbrook problem in terms of him playing versus not playing with the matchups that are going on. So what, if anything, do you think uh, the Rockets can do with their Russell Westbrook problem? Nothing. It's the, this is their fate. And making that deal with Chris Paul, not saying that having Chris Paul was going to have a different outcome this season as far as contention. But um, you traded for Russ. I mean, when you see, like, I think it's like in the next three years, maybe it's four, but I think it's in the next three years, they owe both of those guys over – Two hundred and seventy something million dollars, I believe. Look, oof, I believe it. Yeah, dude, like woof. Because they, I believe they're those. They're they were two players who, due to how well they were playing, both being former MVPs, they got like three year extensions. Kind of like when we passed, when we talked about what if you extended Zach Levine now, you could give him a three year extension or whatever. So they were already mm-hmm. in huge deals, and then they got that mega max. Kind of what even happened with Chris Paul. Uh, with the deal that he got down there in Houston, people, what, what are you going to be able to do with that? Um, no, it's listen. This is the this is, the and way. it's even worse because Russell Westbrook signed his mega max with OKC, so he got even more money, right? Correct. Than what he would have if point. he went Great to point. Houston. Great point, Ryan. Great point. So, uh, dude, they, this you stuck like this. You know, you're gonna have to have Harden go off and the bombers start shooting. But I mean, you're stuck like this. Listen, they're lucky that Anthony Davis doesn't remember that he's a big half the damn time. All right, and just really t- take it to that little uh, small team. You know, I can't t- play center. Right, put PJ Tucker on his tookus. But no, with, with Russ, man, it, it, it's listen. We talked about this last week. We felt like this was the more favorable matchup between the two LA teams, as far as being easier to get past. And um, I know they, they 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 took a game, but it was like as LeBron said, they hadn't seen their speed yet. You know what I'm saying? So now they kind of got their bearings when it comes to playing with the unconventional team. You know, it's like it's like a uh, it's like some, a team that, that plays zone. I mean, like a college team back in the, 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 the 80s and 90s where you had a team like Syracuse and Jim Beheim where they primarily ran zone. If you don't play against zone regularly, it takes you a second to kind of uh, 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 get used to it. You know what I'm saying? So um, I feel bad for them. I still feel like out on the op, I kind of still feel like the other series is the one that deserves all the pub because that team, and I mean the Denver Nuggets, they have enough talent to go at the Clippers. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. they have enough talent to go at the Clippers. I don't think they will beat the Clippers, but the Clippers don't always play with a sense of urgency. And it's been like this this whole year since with low managing and players being injured and even how they got into the bubble. If the Clippers play with urgency all the time, it'd be difficult for any team any team to take a series in the NBA from them. Uh, but still, so again, Russ, you chose. Listen, this is the life that we chose. To, to quote an old rap quote. All right, this is the life that we chose. You chose to go with Rush. Daryl Morey doubled down on it uh, when he he traded away that center, and he, he said, "All right, that's Tony, do do go full that Tony." He said, "Full that Tony, full mm-hmm. stuff that I couldn't even do when I was in the Phoenix, full that Tony." <laughs> right, so it is that he's playing this, this wicked uh, style of basketball. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't have any faith in Houston being able to take the series away from me. You know, I had a thought, and I want to know your thoughts. If, let's say, the average 
star like him without minutes restriction is playing about 32 minutes to 35 minutes in a playoff game. What about maybe lowering it down to like 25 minutes and playing him heavier in the second half so Harden starts with more shooters, maybe can build up a lead, and then when guys are getting more tired in the second half, mm. Westbrook's more fresh, and you mm. just tell him, go for the hole, go for the hole, because clearly when he was going to the hole early, he was met by AD and LeBron. It wasn't going too well. I think that's a good idea, um, to be honest with you. Um, I think it's a good idea, but I don't know if how much rust do you really get if you're not just letting that horse go. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, I, but I, I think it's a pretty good idea. Because, I mean, if you kind of remember, in a way, they staggered Chris Paul and uh, James Harden. You know what I'm saying? Like, Chris Paul would kind of run the second team, stay in, like, they, one would stay in and, and kind of be with the second team or whatever. So, Chris Paul could play more point guard, basically, since James mm-hmm. is primarily the point guard of the Houston Rockets. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think it's a good idea. I, don't, I still don't think they will win. Um, they, listen, as long if they're if they're bombing for three, I'm with you. You know what I'm saying? It, 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 you can beat anybody damn near if you bomb it for three. They're bombing for three, yeah. But like if they're having a bad shooting, if they're having a bad shooting day, and you're basically going like Westbrook crash crashing to the hole, and as you said, he's he's meeting he's meeting the length because we forget about all the length that the Lakers have, and not just the two players you mentioned, but Javale J- McGee and Dwight Howard. Um, yeah, like, um, I, I, I mean, you got to try something, but I don't see it. I don't, I don't see anything in the future that's going to uh, help uh, the Houston Rockets defeat the, the Los Angeles LeBrons. Yeah, I don't know if you're going to be able to beat the Lakers, especially, like, how LeBron was playing head down and AD was, you know, he's still doing that AD, I'm a power forward, like, wing type. Yeah. But he was actually getting in the post and doing some stuff, too. I know the last game he was. The game before it was kind of like well, way yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, I don't, I don't see anybody except maybe the Clippers stopping LeBron James. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I don't. You see, listen, he, he was very disrespectful in how he was swapping uh, Westbrook's balls away. Paul. Mm-hmm. I mean that 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 one from the last game when Westbrook was coming with for, when, with the layup. I, I don't know if he did a, a Euro step or not, but LeBron timed it so damn crazy. I mean, you could see LeBron when LeBron's his head is. I'm gonna ca- catch that bad boy up there, and it's like two seconds before Westbrook has even had to lay- lays the ball up. He he was setting it up to-, to smack that ball. It was very disrespectful, Mr. James. I'm, I am I am pleased by your disrespect, to say the least. <laughs> Let's move on to my next up for grabs, and it's uh it's a ratings question because mm-hmm. we got uh, opening of the NFL this. Thursday with the uh, Chiefs and the Texans. It'd also be game four for the Lakers and a game potential six with maybe Giannis coming back if the Bucks find a way to beat the Heat in game five. Let's say that plays out that way. Which one are you going with, football or basketball? You can only choose one. I'm probably – I got to look at that. Um, I got to look at some of that football, buddy. It's been, oh, it's been a long time. It's, I mean, it's, I mean, I'm gonna let's be honest. I'm gonna record. I'm probably gonna record all of them. All right, that way you're gonna watch all of them. But in this yeah. hypothetical, so what? You said going there's on. gonna be. Was, give me that rundown one more time. I'm sorry. So Lakers, Rockets, uh-huh. Game Four. Let's okay. pretend the Bucks are gonna beat the Heat in Game Five, and that sets up Game Six with Giannis maybe coming back in that. 
Uh-huh. So those would be the games Thursday on the NBA side. Dude, dude NFL. It's, it's, not a, it's not a chance. When Baby Goat is taking on Deshaun Watson, I'm going to be watching Bum Ankle Giannis get beat by the, by the Jimmy Butler's. Uh, it's not a ch- listen. It's not a ch- that series was over before. Yeah, I know Giannis went off that last game in the, the, the small amount of time he started the game, and then Chris Middleton appeared. I don't know where he's been at. Who is this dude over here? Right? Yeah, right. Oh, Giannis! I'm like, who is this MF over here? <laughs> where he been at? I mean, where have you been? Like that man was on a mission, and in that mission, guess what? I'm still not watching that over. Maybe <laughs> go taking on the shower. Are you crazy? What if uh what if the Rockets are up two one two, and the two, Lakers could fall to three and one? Two words. Baby <laughs> Patrick Mahomes, sir. I'm gonna be watching bad football because there's no preseason. All right, rust and all. I'm gonna be watching I'm listening the LeBron Houston series. I'm with you, right? I'm I, that one that one I, I may be going with that one. But if you think that I wanna watch and get mad at what's taking place in Milwaukee. Because that's another thing about the Milwaukee series. And maybe you said we didn't think they was going to beat the Heat. In, in round one, we were like, yeah, it's a wrap. The Heat take, are taking them out. I'm not saying like we were the only people that said it. A lot of people clearly had that same thought. But mm-hmm. dude, I love Giannis. Who doesn't? I hate watching Bucks basketball because it's like, so it's, it's over, huh? Right? Like, so... It's a wrap, y'all. What y'all gonna do about it? Unless uh, Chris Middleton is left alone, then suddenly he can beat the Heat. Dude, I mean, he was getting it how he wanted it, all right? He was getting – it wasn't just my man is just – but my man was – he was getting it. He went to – he didn't just go into his bag bag. He went to the bag inside the bag in that, that last game, dude. If he – listen, now, if he – if that's where he's gonna stay at, I'm all in with Bucks basketball, but we know that's not where Chris Middleton no. is at, right? So probably not. I'm going. I'm going football, but I take it from your face that you're going basketball. Uh, I mean, okay. So if it's just going to be over with, and it's just Rockets Lakers because the Bucks get eliminated, I'll probably lean more more football because it's not an elimination game. The only thing. I know. I know you're giving me that, that D face. Oh, it's D <laughs> The <face>. only thing. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. Uh, the only thing I will say. Shout out to D. Because, see, okay, uh, this is really tough. Football and basketball, especially when you're talking basketball playoffs and start of the season football, mm-hmm. it's a little bit more of a toss-up, but I think I might still go football. But if D. there was enough drama in basketball, uh-huh. I would consider it. Listen. When you just said, all right, if if the Bucks are out, you're leaning for the Bucks are the, dude, I am not here for this Milwaukee foolishness. All right. No, it's it's there's not I've, enough with Lakers Rockets. I need I that get, I potential that. I can, Giannis coming back and the Heat are reeling. Let me let me ask you this. And I again it's not his ankle isn't broken. At what point does it and I know that they, they have champ, championship aspirations for the Bucks. At what point does it make sense to be pushing Giannis because he is the franchise? You know, and again, I know there's been no medical – there's been nothing that they said medically that says, like, this could be a career-altering injury. Um, It's just a sprained ankle. But it harkens back to Detroit Grant Hill playing on a bad ankle. Kevin Durant even. Yeah, and never really – get one with Kevin Durant and never really be – listen, when you bring up Kevin Durant – 
there was there was um, misinformation about where the, whether or not it was his Achilles that was messing up. And they were saying it was a calf, even though the Achilles is attached to the calf. And uh-huh. we when we when that Achilles snapped, we all knew it. We were like, damn it, they got it, right? So at what point is it like, you know what? It's more important for us to have you as, as our, our breadwinner for the for foreseeable future. We, and we don't know how foreseeable that future is with his uh, impending free agency after next season, I believe. Um, or I don't know if it's next season or the season after, but it, basically he's getting to the point where he has to tell them, listen, I'm, I'm not going to be here, so you guys are going to have to do it. Get he's a free agent for the summer of 2021, I believe. Okay, so yeah, after next, after next season. Um, yeah, dude, I, 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 that's, that's my concern. And listen, and I, I, even more, I don't want to watch a game where he's, he's, get, he's hurting himself further again because I have an affinity for Giannis. Uh, now, I could just be – listen, I could just be wrong. And he could just be a guy on a bad ankle, which, you know, plenty of athletes have played through uh, having sore ankles or not. I could just be wrong, but that's one of my considerations that I just want to put out there. No, I think that's important to point out because they definitely need to be worried about Giannis and not winning it because are you really even going to win it this year against mm. one of those West teams? You're not. You're not. Dude. Even with a healthy Giannis. Well, Dude, you know. there's a good chance they can't beat the Celtics. Yeah. Right? There's a good chance. Listen, the Raptors are getting them a run for their money because they know how to defend against him. Yeah. They don't have Kawhi, but they, they, were, they were the guys that were showing us to build the wall in the first place, basically. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it's not a – even if they get past the Heat, it's not a foregone conclusion that they're going to make it to the finals. Um, and so, again, my major concern is his health because, we listen, me and you said it. We said it before – the playoffs started, there was concern, and we said that they weren't going to make it to the finals, or if they did, they weren't going to win the finals. But we really said they weren't going to make it to the finals. And, and, and having that feeling, then I don't want one of my, fa- my favorite players uh, risking a further injury. And, again, I could be wrong. Let's move on now to full-on football. And you said foregone conclusion. Yeah, baby, it's back. But let's see how excited you are. After Thursday, when all we look forward to is Bears football. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky named the starter. Last mm-hmm. time we spoke, we didn't hear about that. So if you have any thoughts on him, but what are some of your predictions for the Bears looking Predi- ahead? Predictable Mitch being named the starter. Um, I, I, kinda, I probably lean that way uh, with Mitch being No, no, no. I'm saying what are your predictions for the Bears? Um, what are my predictions for the Bears? Yes. Nick Foles will be your quarterback sooner or later. The Bears' running game is going to be bad. It would be bad if David Montgomery was healthy. Uh, but their running game now with Montgomery not being healthy, them not adding anything. With, like, dude, and I, know not to, I know he doesn't fit the system, but I'm kind of I'm tired of hearing that. Uh, that, it, that harkens back to, uh, uh, um, to Mike Marks. Uh, trading away, um, what's the, 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 what was the... Um, oh, Greg Olson. Yeah, Greg Olson, thank you. Trading away tight end Greg Olson because he doesn't really use tight ends. As, <laughs> tight ends are just another glorified lineman in his system or whatever. Um, we don't need talent. Get him out of here. Right, right, like that type of talent. And, I mean, he wasn't what he became when he got there because Greg Olson no. down if you blew on him as a bear. He didn't play like a tight end. Yes, thank rugged, you. Rugged. A lot of people uh, forget Greg Olson wasn't probably going to be Greg Olson if he stayed here. Right. He he changed when he got – he got more rugged when he got there because you could do like this to Greg Olson. He'd be like, yeah. Yeah. 
Thank you. Should have broke that tackle, right? Like, Thank you. Man. Um, but yeah, and the, the fact that Adrian Peterson went to the Lions and you guys didn't offer him like, hey, dude, come on here and run for a few weeks, right? Like, like, dude, it, it makes no sense. And again, you probably wouldn't have gotten Leonard Fournette come here when he could go to a team that's going to possibly win a title or at least be in title contentions, which you would hope the Bears are, but they don't look as good as the Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers. Um, but yeah, their offensive line is going to be sh- shoddy. I mean, again, I'm not making this without seeing any preseason, so I could definitely be wrong when it comes to the line. I hope uh, uh, bringing in Castillo is going to definitely infuse something into that line. So we'll, we'll, we'll definitely find out. Uh, I think the defense is going to be good. Of course, that's, it should be. But I think with, with having Quinn on there, if he stays healthy, if, if everyone stays healthy for the most part, there's going to be more pressures and there should be more interceptions. This ball should be coming out uh, tilted, padded, or too or rushed. Uh, so maybe Eddie Jackson had one of those bounce-back years because we had the question a week or so ago about uh, Eddie Jackson. So I think that's really going to be – it's going to be a lot of last year, but I do think at some point this season you're going to get better quarterback play when uh, Nick Foles comes in. Even though, listen – Maybe Mitch uh, be decent. I mean, he he is a Lions beater. Uh, but, like, the last year, think about how many games that, that they faced the Lions and Matthew Stafford wasn't even there. And I know, them. I know he's played against Stafford with his record being what it is. But still, we'll see, man. Like, this – I don't have this feeling that I probably had a few weeks ago for this team because I still think they're being arrogant. You know what I'm saying? Like – I still think they're too busy into trying to prove I'm right. And I'm talking about Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy rather than let's get these W's because fundamentals always work, man. Like you, it's cool to shoot threes, man. You better be able to knock down that two, you know, like you better, Uh you better be able to consistently score. Uh, So, and and I mean that when I'm applying that to the running game, let me say that I'm applying it to the running game. You better be able to run because you got three and out quarterbacks. I mean, both of them, but in particular, Mitchell Trubisky. And you listen, you're not helping Mitch. Like, that's – if y'all want Mitch to win, help him win by getting the ball out of his dang hands, right? Uh-huh. It's common common sense as far as what could really help him. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you got – dude, really talk about RPOs, right? You, you do. Well, I, I, I ain't worried about your running back. We keying in on that damn quarterback and make sure he don't run outside the pocket. Now, you got a dope-ass running back, right? So now you sit in there, you put the ball into the pouch, take it back, your quarterback take off. No one's paying attention because that running back is such a threat. They keyed up on the running back. And it's just simple stuff like that that can just help Mitchell Trubisky or Nick Foles that, to me, they refuse to do when one proving that David Montgomery is the right running back. And I'm not saying he's not. I think, and I've always said this, he's very tough. Uh, He goes at it. He's not a punk, and he's not a quitter in that David Montgomery. That's from everything we knew when he was coming out of college about how mature for his age he is. But there's nothing wrong with having another running back in the room that's a threat. Everyone, most teams have tandem running backs. And I'm not including uh, Tariq Cohen in this because he's not a guy that's going to run through the tackles, between the tackles. So you, you should have another legit running back. There should be those two guys in David Montgomery and Tariq Cohen. All right, whoever little kid y'all want to have around there, not being disrespectful, whatever uh, undrafted free agent y'all want to have in there. And that should be a vet. Right, some guy that used to be dope as hell, but now he needs is about eight carries. And some games, because someone's hurt, he can go back in his bag and do what he did five, six years ago. Like there should be someone in that locker room similar to that, because you've seen that one, your running back, your star is injured, and two, Tariq Cohen is not that type of cat. 
Yeah, I'm with you. Um, I did my Bears preview for We Are Regal Radio. Ooh. Go check it out on the website. Definitely. Uh, yeah, like, I think there's a lot of optimism for the Bears this year, and I, I can understand that. I personally think Mitch will be more like 2018 than he was 2019, but even in 2018, that wasn't that great, and it depended on the opponent and depended on the game. Because you could definitely look at certain games and be like, whoa, that was no good. And, you know, I think the tight ends got a little bit better. Maybe they got a lot better. I think they got a lot better. But I I think think they they got got better. But in terms of what we'll see right away, I don't know how much better they've gotten. You're talking about a rookie and a guy in uh, Jimmy Graham that really – he was average. I mean, he posted what the Bears did at tight end himself. Straight, yeah, but you couldn't even count on your. Oh yeah, no, I'm not saying yeah, anything. And negative. again, I'm not, and I, I, and I don't take shots Demetrius at you. Harris too. Yeah, is really yeah. nice. I mean, just looking at the room now, there's a Hall of Famer, even though he's over the hill, right? There's right. a young guy with potential, all right, that was one of the top tight ends in this last draft, and then right. Demetrius Harris, a guy that knows Mad Nagy system from Kansas City. That tight end right. looks a lot better than Trey Burton and a bunch of uh, guys that maybe play special teams. You know what I'm saying? Like it's oh yeah, it's. I just could see a scenario where they're more similar to 2019 in terms of that tight end room. Not going to be as bad, but if let's say Cole is injured or something like that, and you're relying on Jimmy Graham and Demetrius Harris doesn't really give you that much, suddenly you're back kind of in a, a no man's land at tight end. I I'd rather have this. Uh, by all means, I'd rather have this tight end. Oh yeah, without doubt. I rather like I rather run some of those dives that they ran <laughs> Trey Burton with with Jimmy Graham, even though Jimmy Graham's a larger target. So it's not like Trey Burton is who could basically disappear behind the line. Um, but still, uh, dude, but that might be beneficial just in itself. Yeah, I, I prefer to have and, and one thing too. I'll say this much. Another reason why I like it. Because they're not really asking Jimmy Graham to be out there and be really an inline blocking guy. All right, because that's when you got Cole Komet here. Because the thing about it, if they, if they would have just brought in Jimmy Graham, then I would have a big issue with that locker room, right? But sure. Brought in Jimmy Graham, and then you drafted this talented rookie, all right, who's who's more of a, a Gronkish type guy as far as being a guy that can block and could get on out there and catch. Now it makes me think, okay, you're going to be using Jimmy Graham for what he's good at, all right, and that's to being that, that, that guy that's running up the seams, and you're not going to be trying to turn him in, in his old age into somebody he's never really been. So sure. that's why – that's even another reason why I really prefer this, this room than the rooms they had in the past. I guess I should rephrase. I think it's a better room. How much better is the question? How much more improvement is there? Uh, listen, if the rookie's good, it's significant. I mean, yes, if I think so. If he's good, if he's it's, good it's, significant. it's significant. It's because then, and listen, at one point during the year, if he's really good, those are receptions you could take away from Jimmy Graham. And I'm not I'm saying that in a positive way, kind of keep the old man fresher. You know what I'm saying? So, oh, yeah. If to good, me, it reminds me of a rotation. Like Cole Komet, if he's your ace, it puts everybody else in line. Like Jimmy Graham's a two, Demetrius is a three. If he's point. not good, you maybe move him up into roles that they can't quite successfully do. Great point. I think the defense is going to be pretty good. I got a little bit of a worry at that other cornerback spot, but I think that they'll be fine overall on defense. I like hey, them. Hey, Chris Gamora's on the streets. I don't think Nobody they want him. him Nobody picked him up. I don't up, think right? they want him. Yeah, I mean, he's got to be. He's got to be on the cheap, cheap right now, brother. You, I know. I got a sandwich it for you, sense. African Prince. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to come and put like 
I'm just saying. You don't have to start them, you know? Like, you can just put them on the bench. You do. I love it. You may as well bring Prince more back into the Why not? At least you know he won't get beat deep, too. Right. So, again, you, I think Prince Kamukamura played his best football of his career as a Bear. Now, that's from when he was a Giant. So, what, was he with the Jags before he got here or Carolina? Yes, he was whichever, with the Jags. Whichever he was with the Jags. Listen, I think – I remember him being drafted. I remember when seeing Jason Pierre-Paul throw that poor man into a, a cold bath disrespectfully while Jason Pierre-Paul was in his draws, Right. Disrespected this man, right? <laughs> and how Giants waited for him to really pop. Chris Kamukamura played his best football as a Bear. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It always would have been cool if he was the, the slot guy, quote unquote. Even though speed wise, I don't know if that's really great for him. But it, it was always cool if he was the third guy. But he he played these really good at times opposite Cal Fuller. I agree, and he stayed healthy with the Bears. That's probably good the point. Great point. Great point. Uh. Yeah, my concerns, though, still offensive line. Uh, I just mentioned how I think Mitch is going to be more like 2018, but that might be just running the football and being effective because he's actually imposing his running will on teams like he did in 2018, unlike 2019. That's the other thing, too. You mentioned the run game. That's that's my big thing. You've got to have some kind of run game with Mitch Trubisky as your quarterback and Nick Foles. So. Matt Nagy was the guy I pointed at as being – he's got the most on the line this year. If you're going to be this guru and this play caller, uh, let's see it. How about? Right. I can't – I'm a Nagy fan. I used to say I love him. But you're right. This is a year to prove your, your quote-unquote genius. All right? And partially you can do it by stigma's fundamentals, but you, this is a year to prove yeah. it. And listen, there's no excuse. There's not the same excuses, well, I'm hamstrung by this quarterback because – Clearly, you had an option of selecting who his replacement slash backup was going to be at Nick Foles. So now when Nick Foles is in the game, if he's sucking and the play call isn't beneficial to the team, that falls upon Matt Nagy's uh, because you can't use Mitchell Trubisky and his lack of breaking down coverages as a reason for your failure right. as coach. And if you stick with Mitch, you decide to stick with Mitch. That's mm. not on anybody else. But what, dude, let me ask you this too. Man, what if Mitch plays – good this year right and dude yeah they, listen yeah. and let's say he plays good and they don't even, they're not even intelligent enough to hit him with a board a Bortles deal right like they legit get him a cop <laughs> right like i'm don't, talking like a hundred a hundred million day because then you already know it's like oh no we're stuck with the, yeah he was cool last year but it's this roller coaster ride because you don't believe he can he can sustainably play at a high level of football. Like, he's given us no reason to believe that. How about this, Ken? How about he ties a Drew Brees record of some kind, and then they just <laughs> sign up to this big ass. <laughs> I told you. Rob Pace, I told you he's our Drew Brees. <laughs> oh, man, dude. It, it, it reminds me of Phil – well, it doesn't even remind me of Phil Emery because Phil Emery didn't draft Jay Cutler. But Phil Emery didn't right. to resign Jay Cutler. You know what I'm saying? It was one of those things like, what are you doing? And so, like, he could have just franchise tagged Jay. Uh, but, yeah, like that, I'm going to tell you right now, that's probably, and I hate to say that, that's probably my biggest fear. That's probably, because then I know as a Bears fan, I'm stuck. With, and it's nothing like being a Bears fan. No, you're stuck with mediocrity when it comes to the quarterback position. Because that's oh my gosh. how we live in Chicago land, right? It it's is the only drug available at the store. <laughs> Directly in my vein. Doc, if you ever, if ever in our lives we had a quote-unquote Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, uh, 
The city of Chicago. A franchise quarterback that's actually a franchise quarterback. Dude, he, he no no man would have owned the city like that man if that man ever played. Oh. No man. I'd be selling that so hard. Like, you want to be like a quarterback god a little bit? Win in Chicago. Yep. You'll really feel that. Dude. The, That'll be felt. We've ne- Listen, we, uh, the closest thing we had uh, was Jim McMahon, who's injury prone, right? So right. He, he really didn't get to, even though he was, he was hugely popular, he didn't really get to own it, own it. Like if they, the Bears would have went to two or three Super Bowls with him at the quarterback and right. two of them, oh, it would have be nuts. It'd be nuts. So it'll be a street named after. You're him. right. You're definitely right. I mean, dude, like it's 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 so time, dog. I I just hope after next year or after this season, we can just get us a QB. You know what I'm saying? Oh my God, and yeah. Maggie can take this young piece of clay. And just mold him into whatever he thinks is quarterback, uh, and we can have something to like. Dude, imagine being a Bears fan, being a Bears fan, and turning on Sunday games knowing your quarterback is probably going to score. Right. Like, like I can't imagine being a Packers dude, fan right. in this like last 20, 30 years. Like every Sunday, we got a shot. Right. Legitimately, right. we have a shot. I don't care who we're playing, we got a shot. Facts. Oh, like that must be amazing. I've never felt anything close to something like that. Like the Bears, it's like every week, like we have to convince ourselves how they're going to win. Like, well, they're going to run the football. They're going to play some good defense. Might uh, get a turnover or two. Oh, my goodness. Good Lord. I'm with you, brother. I'm with you, man. Like, it's just, I mean, I think this is how we've lived. Like, I, I know. I, I haven't even really. It's all we know. It's all we know. <laughs> Imagine being a Packers fan knowing every – dude, imagine being a Packers fan knowing even if your quarterback is having a bad game in the fourth quarter, he can turn all – he can right. turn – and that is, it's been proven. It's He's known as Hail Mary Rodgers. He still has a <laughs> shot with one freaking second left. Exactly, dude. He's done it to us. Like, dude, oh, my God, it would be crazy. Like, we have had MJ, so we know what it's like to have the best player in the league. And we can always go back in our basketball lores. Like, at least we had those MJ years. Yep. You don't have that at all. With Like, even the Sox Cubs, they have, you know, that championship run or they've had some Hall of Fame players mm-hmm. and some, some very key some positions. Yes, 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 yes. Bears, I mean, it's just defense. That's it. Yeah, and running, and running back. And running back. And the running back. When the NFL doesn't run the football. Anymore. Right. It's like, what do we do now? Like, oh, man. Oh, man. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bring that out. Uh, my last quick up for grabs Tom Brenneman, back in the news. Tommy, 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 racist? I mean, not racist. Yes. Slow Tommy? Yes. I mean, yes. Tommy, Tommy. Or we Tommy or we Tommy? I, I, I know you. The blank capital of the world for Tommy. And. We're just going to focus in on that blank for a second because mm-hmm. allegedly from the horse's mouth, that's the first time he ever used the word in a new New York Post tell-all that was written. He had never used the word in his life, just happened to get caught on the mic the one time he used it. Can you believe the odds? Uh, and Vogue had a song and it went something like this. Lies. <laughs> Lies, like, dude, listen, I don't know. I don't know who decides that the first time I'm going to break out the slur is at work, right? Like, right. 
were in front of I'm my working coworkers. At, yeah, well, and, and broad, on top of just not working, broadcasting a game, right? He's like, oh, yeah, they're going to love this, right? Listen, I've been, I've been thinking about it. I've been kind of debating, should I do it? Forget it, guys. I'm going to go ahead and say it, right? Like, that's basically <laughs> Like, he was having a great Thursday night, yeah. sipping some, like, oh, man, you know, my, my kid said something really great. Oh, I'm having a great thing. Got my favorite spot. I'm going to let it fly. Right, dude. So, like, I mean, so one of the things in what we're doing is we're trying to process this logic, right? And so it does, and in that process, it doesn't make sense or rhyme the reason. So I believe he is effing lying. Uh, what was he supposed to say? Like, man, I say that all the time. Like, what? what day of the week is it? <laughs> like, what was he supposed to say? Of course, he's gonna come up like, I don't do that. I'm like, listen. I, but I, don't I, you think you have to get a little believable and not say it's the first time I ever used it? Like, listen, that's trying to save my job. I'm trying. To, <laughs> baby, I'm trying to work. Right? They out here killing me, man. The LGBT. I was Mr. Red. I was right? on NFL Sundays. Man, you guys are too PC. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Well, because then, listen, dude, if he would have been like, I said occasionally, that deep dive would have been like, whoa, whoa, whoa. So when did you, who said this in your household? Because listen, where, where is, where, where's, where's his, his parents to come out like Riley Cooper and be like, we didn't raise him like that? Oh, his dad did come out. He was I like, oh, I didn't know. we've never heard. Yeah, because uh, I think it Marty Brenneman. Yeah, the former announcer. Uh, yeah, he was he's like, oh, I can't believe. Like, it was basically was like, I can't he? believe he said something like that. Because yeah. that, that's not who he is. He's not oh. that type of person. Okay, listen, it's okay that back in he was growing up in the 60s and 70s, that slur was okay to use, even though it was wrong. All right? I mean, it was wrong to me. It was, it's like that until... To two thousands, basically, uh, we've 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 pretty much we talked about this on the show. Um, but at this, dude, dude, in this, in I don't even say in this environment in twenty twenty, what business is your grown ass professional, grown ass in general, but grown ass professional during a effing broadcast have for using that even if you were in a break? Why would you do like it? it there's no there, and then it makes it even more ridiculous. This would be the first time. Right now, we haven't heard anybody, and maybe they're, they're fear of retribution as far as if, uh, if they come out and speak as far as uh, the people that are in the truck at the game and, or the people that are back in the station, uh, that the producers in the, uh, of the, that, that broadcast, uh, they've heard him say it, but I don't know if they will come out and say it in fear of perhaps uh, losing their job or something happening. Mm-hmm. So no one's come out and said this is something he says all the time, uh, but no one's come out and said it's not something he says all the time either. As far as my knowledge, I could be wrong. Yeah, I haven't heard any character references for him yeah. too much. So uh, again, to me, just I'm, just go somewhere, bro. Like, cause it was so unnecessary. Again, it was so unnecessary. I know. Like, don't you just kind of look both ways? Like, if you were gonna say the f word, right? As like a broadcaster being Tom Brenneman, and then you're gonna drop just this slur, like, oh my gosh, there's like, there's no way you can defend it whatsoever. Right. And like, listen, in that op-ed, did he break, did he break down the city that he was referring to? And, and I don't believe so. And why did he feel that it was okay to, to, to make that statement about that, uh, that statement about that city? Um, like that, that, so like, where, where were you going with this again? And the see, the question is, I would love to know who he was talking to, what producer or who he was talking to 
And I would love to talk to, uh, to that person and see what they have to say. It might have been just a director, you know? That's what I'm, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Or, or a producer. I would love to know. And, and listen, do they have conversations like that? Because it, it just seemed, it seemed casual. You know what I'm saying? It seemed, oh, very. It seems so casual that it seems like that's how we get down. Uh, so, yeah, I don't. Lies, lies, lies. Tell me lies. Tell me sweet little lies. Tell me mm. lies. Tell me, tell me lies. Goodbye, Tommy. Tommy. Yeah, it's hey, good. It was yeah, good knowing you. It's like Eden Smith's fifties, uh, right? He, he, I hope he's stacked up. Listen, he'll be back someplace. I'm sure some minor league team needs somebody to uh, broadcast some games. But uh, yeah, he'll be back someplace. <laughs> Look, to be honest with you, he may be back on major television. Um, they they may sit there and let him chill out for a year, then give him another job someplace. Well, he did mention how if he ever gets back into the booth, so supposedly he kind of feels the uh, the heat of this. But we'll see. Oh, he he is 56, Ryan. by the way. Ryan, yeah, I know he's 56. Uh, I should have just said it. But, Ryan, uh, listen, what's he going to say? Yeah, I'm going to be back. Y'all, I know y'all going to bring me back. <laughs> yes. Hey, if you're going to lay it on the line like that before. Please, sir, can you please put a little porch in my hat? Like, he has to play it off like I mean, you're right. He has to yeah. say it. Like, but like, I could see it. Like, in this current climate moving forward, I think there's a chance he could be a Done, done, though. At least um, with major. They may love that. They may love that stuff in Cincinnati. It's, it's too close to, to the South. You never know how they feel in Cincinnati. It's a black man. I know they. Oh, they might. They be. And I know it's the Queen City. Joke. <laughs> oh, man. Was he talking about his own hometown? I was about to say. <laughs> Thommy, Thommy, Thommy. Oh, Thommy. You silly Thommy. Um, well, oh, man. before we go, go we got to talk about your kids. First of all, before, before we get to my kid, we got to talk about this, um, this uh, ESPN power rankings for the MLB. We got the Dodgers. Oh. We got the Tampa Bay Rays, number two. We got the Op- Oakland Athletics, number three. Cleveland Indians are number four. They need to change that name. The Minnesota Twinkies, the Twins are five. <sighs> the team that name should not be mentioned on this show is number six. I don't know if you know which team that is. Yeah, what team is that? Is that the, the Strohs? Di- San Diego Padres. Oh. The team that should not be mentioned, and his name should not be said. The New York Yankees are number Oh. I got and it now. the Braves are eight, and the Chicago White Sox are nine, the Strohs are ten, and the Cubs are eleventh right now hmm. what are your thoughts on the, the, the breakdown of the power rankings from ESPN well uh, I like who they have at the top they have been the best teams I would say the Dodgers are are the team I'm most worried about if I'm any other team in baseball in terms of playing uh, Cubs specifically they are really faltering especially if you Darvish or Kyle Hendricks aren't starting the game and so, I don't know. They might be – they might still be ready for a little bit of a slide. I am surprised. Uh, did you say the White Sox? Because I don't remember hearing them. Yeah, they're number nine. Number nine. That's a good spot for them. But I think they might be too low mm. right now. Mm. I they might need them. to be a little bit higher. I would have them – they got the Braves – right above them, the Braves and the Yankees. I kind of feel like the Sox are better than the Yankees right now. I mean, with all Yeah, the- I agree. The Yankees have – um, I kind of feel like they're, they're better than the Yankees. So that definitely be good. I mean, the Sox needed 
to beat up on a bum uh, after uh, losing that series to uh, the Minnesota Twins. So we needed the, the, the Royals and the Pirates to provide us with an easy action. Well, the Sox—they're not—they're uh, not losing to any team that's worse yeah. than them. They're, one thing that they used to do in the past that they're not doing is playing to their competition, like you just said. The teams they're supposed to beat—they're whooping them. It's the teams that have the pitching and the, the, the hitters that, again, the Twins and the Cleveland uh, uh, baseball team that are doing them. And that Cleveland team and that rotation is fearful. I mean, it's fearless. You, but they did lose uh, Clevenger. Yeah, but they got, they got so many of them, dude. They got a lot. They've been tossing them away for the last year and a half. <laughs> you know, it was like, it's a wrap, right? And it's like, nah, we got, we got no. Dude. They got no offense whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, they can't dude, figure so that out. That That's definitely interesting. We definitely got to do some baseball. We got to do some baseball in the upcoming weeks uh, with us getting closer to the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, we're getting playoff time. And yeah. at this point, I don't know if it's even possible for the Cubs and the Sox to not be in it. Uh, no, I mean, I think the White Sox are at 99.9 and the Cubs are at uh, 96.7. Oh, well, I got right here on ESPN, the Cubs are 94. What? That's what I'm looking at. For playoff probability? Yeah, in MLB standings. Playoff. You know what? Let me, well, let me, I've had this, uh, I had this page open for hours. I wonder if it changed. Uh, hold on. Yeah, get those up to dates. <laughs> Up to date numbers. Oh, no, mine says playoff probability for the Cubs mm-hmm. is 94.6. Record 3 and 18. Playoff probability 94.6. Week rank 5, ranking 7. This was a. Wow, you hear this, ESPN? You got inconsistent numbers. <laughs> I got 96.7 still. Okay, okay. That's that's wild right there. That's, that's wild for me. Wow, can't even stay consistent. The only team that I'm seeing. Hundred percent is the uh, Dodgers and the Rays. Yeah, they've hit a hundred percent. I'm happy for. I'm happy. You know what? If um, if if one of our teams doesn't win the World Series, I'd be happy if the Tampa Bay Rays won the World Series. Even if the I'm A's baby. Oh, Oakland that's A's. why you had. I used to like Oakland back in the days. Listen, I like Billy Bean. Uh, so it's all good to see them uh, when they're playing well especially with that small market that they're playing in and the lack of funds that they have. So, yeah, I, I kind of – the A's are cool with me. I have no problem. But I, Tampa just – it's just – I, I got a soft spot for Tampa, too. Yeah, I would just like for them to finally get one. 